Hello, it's Yank and Kraut. Yanks and Kraut. Uh, there's only one each. I'm the Yank, you're the Kraut. And may I remind you that our podcast is called Yanks and Kraut. Yeah, we really need to work on this name thing. By the way, I recently had some amazing sauerkraut, which was directly imported from my beautiful home state of Baden-Württemberg. They are renowned for producing the best sauerkraut in the uh, world. How can you tell? Tell what? Good sauerkraut from bad. Have you ever had sauerkraut with Saumagen? <laughs> what is Saumagen? Google it. Okay, guys, here we go. The most important thing is probably what the orange man said the other day about NATO and Russia. I did the same thing with NATO. I got them to pay up. NATO was busted until I came along. I said, everybody's going to pay. They said, well, if we don't pay, are you still going to protect us? I said, absolutely not. They couldn't believe the answer. And everybody, you never saw more money pour in to Secretary General Stoltenberg well, I don't know if he is anymore, but he was my biggest fan. He said, all these presidents came in, they'd make a speech, they'd leave, and that was it. And they all owed money, and they wouldn't pay it. I came in, I made a speech, and I said, you got to pay up. They asked me that question. One of the presidents of a big country stood up and said, well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay, you're delinquent. He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. You got to pay your bills. And the money came flowing in. I mean, sometimes it couldn't be worse. Donald Trump once again found a way to add outrage on top. He was sure to attract worldwide attention. However, Trump always manages to rouse and incite his space with such nonsense, Austin. They're constantly being pandered to by their Fuhrer. Uh, I, would, I would like to see Joe Biden's team of advisors put the president in the spotlight more and make him more approachable. But Biden turned down the opportunity to be interviewed uh, on CBS during Super Bowl, right? I thought that was a shame. But uh, the new wave of outrage about Trump also has something positive. Everyone was talking about Trump again, Biden's alleged uh, memory lapses. We discussed that the last time, where suddenly uh, no longer an issue. But I think it's hazardous of Trump or for Trump to encourage Putin. Uh, no longer an issue. But I think it's hazardous for Trump to encourage Putin. He's not only harming decades-long allies in Europe, he's also endangering American soldiers worldwide. You know, uh, the thing that gets me about that Trump story about, you know, a European leader telling Trump that he can't pay his NATO bill, you know, you know that's total BS. It is. Because no one, no world leader would talk that way about NATO. You know, it's, it's not a country club, you know, where you pay dues. It's an agreement where several nations agree to defend each other if any one member is attacked. Yeah. There's yeah, a, that's true. Yeah, I mean, there's like a small common budget and, you know, that's kind of insignificant. The, the big talk, the big news, the real money is in each individual nation's defense spending. This is kept by each country and their own militaries. No one pays the United States. That is right. I yeah. mean, he got it totally wrong. It's not the president's job to collect. He doesn't from other have countries. a clue how NATO works. I mean, it's the most important military alliance in the world. Yeah, okay. and, and, and one would argue one until recently. Recently, uh, and, and probably still is to some extent, the most effective one in the world. You know, what NATO recommends each NATO member do is they want each country to spend 2% of their GDP, their gross domestic product, on their own militaries so that they are ready to go to war if necessary. 
My point is this, this discussion, uh, you know, in NATO, the discussion in NATO is about countries stepping up and paying their 2%. And, yeah. and the countries have committed to do that. Many of them are on their way. Some are close. Yeah. So this is how I know that the, the story is BS. No country pays the U.S. for NATO protection. It's not a protection racket like you see in a mobster movie. Yeah. It's not the mafia where you pay your leader. No, no. It's uh, or, or pay the guy that's threatening you. Oh, yeah. Right, right. You know, so anyway, it's a made up story. You know, you know, sir, 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 what if we don't pay? Well, then you're, you are in arrears and I will let Russia rape you. I, uh, I don't like to swear about any president, but what a dumbass, man. This, it, like you said, this guy thinks we're stupid. He thinks, um, or, or maybe he actually doesn't understand how it works or he thinks his followers are stupid or maybe just maybe he's losing it and he's talking to imaginary world leaders. This seems to have happened before. Sir, sir, here's my check. Ooh, sir, Trump, you're, you disciplined me and, you know, you told me about NATO, so now you fixed it. Yeah, no. I mean, uh, and they always say, sir, sir. <laughs> but going, going back to the facts and, and to the news of this week, um, to be fair, other countries are building up their militaries more now. But uh, Putin deserves as much credit for that as anyone. And uh, he has ensured that we no longer see Russia as an economic partner, but as an enemy. I mean, that was the case uh, a couple of years ago where we thought, okay, Russia could be a good partner and we could uh, do uh, work with them together. And, 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 but uh, in my old home country in Germany, they started to rebuild the military after Russia attacked Ukraine. That was two years ago. And Germany, for example, currently only has around 180,000 soldiers. This figure is set to rise to uh, 200,000 by the end of uh, this year. In the 70s and the 80s, uh, during Cold War, West Germany, West Germany almost had half a million servicemen. And uh, as recently as, as the attack uh, of Russia started uh, on Ukraine, Germany has set up a so-called special fund uh, that happened, as I said, directly after Putin attacked Ukraine. And that special budget is in addition to the normal defense budget. And it uh, it has, I think it's it's over $107 billion. And now, Austin, you should ask me what the German Bundeswehr is spending this money on. Marcus, what is the German Bundeswehr spending this money on? Austin, <laughs> the Germans will mainly order F-35 fighter aircraft and special helicopters from the Americans. So most of that special fund is going directly to American workers into the American economy. So Germany's uh, closest European partner, by the way, it is uh, our direct neighbor in, in, in Germany. It's France. And the French, they have nuclear weapons. So after Second World War and reunification, you remember reunification of the two Germanys uh, happened in 1990. Germany reframed from possessing its own nuclear weapons. However, the Americans uh, have stationed nuclear weapons in Germany decades back. But now the discussion in the EU just recently, um, and it's in the very early stages, and they're discussing as to whether Europeans should have their own nuclear arsenal again. 
So at the same time, the German government, which is uh, made up of social democrats, greens and liberals, uh, you probably would say they are socialists. They are, of course, not. Um, This government is once again massively expanding the defense budget, not only because of concerns that uh, Trump might become U.S. president again, but also because and mainly of uh, Putin's ongoing aggression and threats against Ukraine, but other Eastern European countries. And then uh, you have to say uh, they don't want to experience another shock like uh, 2016, when only very few in the EU expected Trump to become president. So they they just want to be prepared for November. Yeah, because Trump's looking, it's looking for an excuse to pull out of NATO. For, and the only yeah. reason I can think of is, for some reason, he really wants to help Putin out. You know, my favorite NATO fact is this one, that the only time NATO announced it was ready to go to war to defend an ally was when the rest of NATO invoked on September the 12th, 2001, the Na- that NATO would defend the U.S. against enemies after the attack on the World Trade Center and the Pentagon. And the Americans asked NATO, and that was the only time. One day, within one day, they had invoked Article 5 and said they would stand with us. And then all countries sent their troops to Afghanistan, by the way. I, I know that several European countries had a massive amount of soldiers in Afghanistan. And, and you remember, they separated Afghanistan into different parts. And each nation would be in charge of that part of Afghanistan for many years. Yes. Uh, and God, I seem to remember that the, uh, the British princes were there in the military flying helicopters and whatnot. So anyway, let's, uh, you know, let's talk about these nations. So I, I saw on the news, that, you know, even like CNN, even the president, President Biden, they're all talking as if Trump meant to talk about the 2% commitment to their own. They're giving him a break on this. I mean, he's really talking like he thinks there's dues that need to be paid to America. That is not the case. But let's talk about, yeah, it's crazy. And, and, we're giving him a pass on this. We're giving him a pass on this. Our, the president gave him a pass on this. No, he is delusional. He is having conversations with imaginary world leaders. So anyway, let's talk about that 2%. Some nations, uh, there are some nations that don't spend uh, 2% of their GDP on their militaries. They're usually small countries with high GDPs, for instance, with small populations and small militaries. And some countries spend more. About 11 of the 30 or so NATO countries spend more. The U.S. spends more on its military, but it also gets involved in more overseas conflicts that are non, you know, in, in non-NATO areas. Poland spends the most per GDP, and I think it's because of Russia. Of Poland course. doesn't, yeah. yeah they're, well, they're so close. Belarus and, is the next state, and, and, and they're, they're kind and of... And Russia has demonstrated they will cross borders. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, you know, if people really wanted to figure this stuff out or decide who they were angry at, you know, this NATO thing, I, Trump, I, you know, he's just, these are nativist, uh, he, he's uh, appealing to the nativist Americans who are essentially isolationists. But, you know, you can go online, you can look up the NATO budget, NATO issues a report, and they'll even give you a nice little chart. And there are those countries that spend more than 2%. Like I said, it's about 11. And then there's kind of this middle, or it's actually larger than the middle group that spend somewhere between one and a half and 2%. And uh, they're mostly small countries like Portugal and Slovenia. Only Luxembourg pays 
pay is less than 1%. I mean, Luxembourg, excuse me. <laughs> this is a, it's a city. Luxembourg is a little city. You can basically walk from one side of Luxembourg to the other side of Luxembourg within two hours. This is, it's a, ridiculous. A, am they, I right in saying they're also pretty wealthy? They're super wealthy because yeah. it's kind of a yeah. tax oasis. So if they, but so, it's 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 not a kind of a, a country with a big population. Right, right. If they actually spent two percent of their wealth on the military, they wouldn't have space to put them. Yeah, there would not be enough. They couldn't get enough people to be in an army. Forget it. That would it, spend two percent. You can't take Luxembourg here. I mean, nothing yeah. against Luxembourg. Yeah. It's a nice people. They speak multiple mm. languages: French, German, very weird dialect. Sorry, Luxembourg. And I love them. They produce great TV programs that we loved when, when I grew up. But uh, RTL, for example. Maybe, uh, maybe but, uh, forget it. Maybe, I mean, maybe Trump just wants to beat them into like donating another percent or something. Yeah. And, and honestly, you could make that argument, but it's a more nuanced argument than this idea that someone's not paying their dues. <laughs> well, obviously, the way someone who you know owns a country club would see the world. Is that it's all like about that. dues paying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, so you got you know little Luxembourg, and uh, by Trump's logic, we should let Russia invade Portugal and Luxembourg, and we should kiss Slovenia goodbye because these are the countries that pay like the least. Maybe Trump has a problem with Slovenia not spending two percent of its GDP on its defense budget. Maybe you know Trump's whole NATO obsession has something to do with his wife. I think this is deep, dark psychology. Isn't she from Slovenia? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. he's just mad at her in-laws or something. So he's like ready to screw all of Slovenia because they're the ones not paying. Another thing that I think is not talked about enough here in the U.S., and it's pretty stupid, to be against the $60 billion support for Ukraine. That is absolutely stupid. Okay, why? What's your take on this? I mean, a big chunk of the money is very strongly earmarked. Ukraine uses the money from the US to buy weapons and ammunition in the US. It's also not surprising why the economy in this country is booming. All the American arm companies, the factories are profiting from this sad war. So if Trump doesn't want to give Ukraine any more money, He's hurting the U.S. economy. And, and to be just technically accurate about that there, we are tending to give the Ukrainians weapons that we've had in our stockpiles that are getting old and we're buying the new ones with, uh, you know, the new ones coming out of this economy you're talking about are going to our military. So we're basically rotating, rotating the stock. Anyway, I'm thinking, you know, this economy thing, maybe that's uh, Dark Biden's secret plan for juicing the economy. You know, Dark Biden is helping the economy by screwing Ooh. Putin. That's a topic for another time. We could probably go into that more later. Austin, by the way, uh, did you watch the Super Bowl? Ah, uh, the Super Bowl, man. Uh, uh, don't get me going. Austin, please feel free. Let it all out. It's healthy after all. I mean, I don't want to sound too un-American here, and I, I really am a patriot, but I was disappointed as I usually am by sporting events. And I have to be honest with you, I've lived here for seven bloody years, but I still don't fully understand the rules of this sport. It is so complicated. I mean, it's much easier to understand the offside rule in soccer than the rules in football. I've always had a problem with, with paying lots of money and giving lots of time to grown men playing a game. I understand it's entertainment and entertainment entertainers. I get it. They get paid a lot. And not everybody on the bench gets paid like the stars do. And sports like football, because they're so physically demanding and guys get injured, I get it. Sports careers are short, I get it. 
But the hype, I'm tired of the hype. The hype, the Super Bowl broadcast is mostly advertising to begin with. So then they got to make the advertisements interesting, which they really haven't been in, you know, probably a couple of decades. I don't remember a really interesting one. Some are kind of cute. And the commentary, most of it, just shut up, let the guys play ball. The Super Bowl broadcast lasted nearly five hours. That's a very long Five yeah. hours. I don't even like to work five hours. That's 300 minutes. 300 minutes with the overtime, you know, the game clocks, the, yeah. the Super Bowl had an overtime. That was 75 minutes on the game clock. And the game clock, when it's running, there's not football happening. A lot of the time, we're just watching guys huddling, guys walking to the line of scrimmage, guys grab-assing. In a regular 60-minute football game, and you can look this up, there's less than 15 minutes really? of actual play. No, it's it's the average football play lasts five seconds, and then they spend 10, 15, 20 seconds walking around. God, it makes me crazy. And then if you watch the Super Bowl, so if you watch the Super Bowl, you saw less than 20 minutes of actual play. And that was your payoff for five hours. You put in five hours, you get 20 minutes. And I get it, you know, you're hanging out with friends, but for for that amount of time, you better like the food and the friends. Mm -hmm. I walked by the television at one point, I saw Usher take his shirt off and I just had to get out of the house. I don't need to see that. I know some people like that kind of stuff. I just, you know, I don't need to see that. So anyway, so I actually uh, drove to a Mexican restaurant during halftime and uh, saw the game. It was playing on Spanish TV. And I got to tell you, that turned out to be the best part of my day. The best part, of, yeah, it, it was great. So the best part was this. Some guy got hit and, and it looked like he might be hurt. I think he turned out to be okay. It wasn't the guy that slipped on the sideline yeah. going into the game. It was just some guy took a bad hit and he was just stunned for a minute. But it looked like it might be bad. And the announcer yelled, Oh, oh, and half my brain thought someone scored like in a soccer yeah, match. Yeah, that, that sounds like that reminds me of soccer match. Like, go, go. Yeah. No, but it was, it was, oh, oh, and, and, and I was like, what the heck was that? And, and it was just a big, long Spanish soccer style. Uh-oh. Uh. It was, it was the best uh-oh ever. I, I mean, You'd probably, people would think you were mocking them, but I kind of wish my children were still small so when they fell down, I could go, oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was wonderful. Absolute best part of my day. You know, and even the Taylor Swift stuff, the Taylor Swift stuff didn't, you know, God, it turned out to be a bust. Remember when they were saying, oh, you know, she was at a concert and, she, you know, could she, would Taylor Swift make it back for the game? In her I, private chat? Yeah, I thought she was going to come racing in, barely making it. You know, they, they made such a big deal about her doing a concert in Japan the night before. Maybe it was, but maybe it was because of, you know, the international dateline or something. You know, she actually, uh, you know, she I think she went backwards a day. I'm, I'm trying to remember how the international dateline works when you're traveling from Japan to the yeah, U.S. backwards, but, yeah. But, but yeah, she was in Los Angeles by noon the day before, before. the game. And Channel. I mean, Austin, but it's a long way. It's a very hard I way. There are it. barely any roads when you want to travel from <laughs> L.A. to Vegas. It's like, oh, my God, yeah. this is yeah. you have to probably take a carriage and, and, and horses. And oh, my oh God. yeah, yeah, it's so hard yeah. to get there. I mean, Shadow, yeah, <laughs> Highway 15. <laughs> I'm laughing because I mean, I have seen traffic on Highway 15. It is possible. 
But I think she probably flew from LA to Vegas. Again, you know, she's in her private plane, so you know she can like take a nap or something. Yeah. Anyway, so so the, you know, this was kind of my take on it. You know, I was I was gonna get all you know, kind of all right. I was like, okay, so this is a cultural phenomenon. I'm gonna get excited. I'm gonna be rooting for you know Taylor's airplane or something. And then the the day before, like around lunchtime, I'm watching TV and Taylor's already in LA. I mean, it's all about drama, 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 baby. Yeah, and and so. And then, and then I saw this thing on uh, CBS, and and this is how they reported it. This is a quote: After her final song, Swift rushed to a private jet at Haneda Airport, and she landed back in the U.S. with hours to spare before Sunday's kickoff. And that's technically not a lie. I mean, that's that's true. But she had a whole day's worth of hours to spare to get from L.A. to Vegas. Barely making it is exciting. Minutes to spare is kind of cool. Hours to spare is not news. The only thing worse than all the hype is the former president. You know, Trump actually tried to tried to take credit for Taylor Swift's success. So, all right. So this is the way I read it. Taylor Swift has become a superhero now. She's, she is. She's huge for for a right? whole generation. Yeah. In fact, now we know she can bend time. She yeah. can actually go backwards in time, so she gives herself a whole day to get to the game, right? So anyway, so she's like a superhero now, and you know she might actually get some more voters to register, as she's done in the past, and she might say that they should vote for Biden. Um, so She yeah, might. Yeah, he has to, well, I don't know. I mean, she might be smart enough to not get too entrenched in the politics of it. But, but yeah, maybe she will, and that's certainly the threat. Um, so he has to diminish her. So, you know, he tweeted that he uh, that he signed the 2018 Music Modernization Act and that without that, she wouldn't have become rich. And, and, he, and, he, and he did it. And he said it like if he did it just for her and, and some other artists, by the way. But but he signed this act that made Taylor Swift successful. And he wanted to say that she is not grateful enough. Yeah, she's not grateful enough. I mean, this is a law that gets musicians paid for downloads and so on. He implied that, you know, he wrote it or something like, you know, like he was meeting with the musicians, you know, Trump and Snoop Dogg hashing out, you know, the, the differences uh, in the business and models and, you know, and, and Internet companies and producers like he was there, you know, doing the whole thing. Like, you know, he was like, you know, working with the hackers and you know, but, but the reality, no, no. I mean, you read that this is what he does. He tries to take credit for anything good. So, you know, you, you look at this thing and okay, here's the short version of what happened with this, with this music act. Uh, it was about the time they were having the Napster problem and musicians weren't getting paid. And there was a big debate about, you know, who owned what, like if I bought a record and technically own the record, could I then share it with everybody? You know, you might remember when that was going on. Mm -hmm. So, so, um, he signed the bill. That's true. The bill was written, you know, it was it was uh, authored by Senator Orrin Hatch, a Utah conservative. Senator Hatch was working on it for years, for years. Hatch, God bless his twisted, grinchy soul of Utah. He's the guy who wrote this thing. And it was co-sponsored by 47 other senators, and it passed nearly unanimously in the House. Okay, but that means that means even if Trump wanted to stop it, it was veto proof. Trump signed a bill that was going to be law, even if, and he, he most probably didn't understand. I'm sure. Oh God, 
no. Uh, in fact, that's kind of some of the commentary I'm hearing is, you know, someone should just ask him if, you know, what it does. Hey, let's talk about the commercials. That's oh, yeah. usually that, the, that's a good topic. That's the lighter side. That's kind of the fun yeah, side yeah. of the I heard Volkswagen had a nostalgic history piece about how they started the uh, started with their first car coming to New York in 1949. I didn't know that's when they made the first Beetle. No, 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 no. The Beetle is a good 10 years older, Austin. The first Volkswagen Beetle known as the Volkswagen Type 1 or Typ 1 was produced in 1938, designed by Ferdinand Porsche at the request of Adolf Hitler. Uh, the Beetle was intended to be an affordable and practical car for the masses. Production of the Beetle was, though, interrupted by World War II, but it resumed in significant numbers in 1945 under British control of the factory in Wolfsburg. And the Beetle went on to become the best-selling car in history. Okay, I got to go back a step here. You said something about Hitler. Yeah. Like Hitler was like involved in this? Kind of. Kind of. So this was like a project he encouraged? He was supporting it. He took Mr. Porsche's side and said, we need a car for all the people? Yeah. So anyway, so, so America's favorite Nazi, and I say that sarcastically, um, is Ford. Henry Ford... And he wanted to make a car for all the people, you know, the American folks wagon. And uh, so I guess uh, Germany had the same thing going on. And Marcus, what does Volkswagen actually mean in German? Did Volks, I get that right? Yeah, it's, it's Volkswagen. It's not Volks, it's Volks. Volkswagen uh, is a combination of two German words. Volks meaning people and Wagen meaning car. So the Nazis uh, constructed so a I, city. So I got that kind of right, though, about the yeah, name. Yeah, 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 folks. Okay, yeah. so, all right. So, but, but the Nazis constructed a city called Stadt des KDF Wagens by Fallersleben. Fallersleben is the name of a town. City of the strength through joy car at Fallersleben in the 1930s to manufacture these cars. Uh, the city was uh, renamed Wolfsburg in 1945 after World War II. Uh, and it was renamed uh, after the nearby Wolfsburg Castle. And it's, uh, it's, Wolfsburg is not considered a, a very attractive uh, town or city, but it remains the hub of the biggest Volkswagen production plant in the world, almost exclusively. If you, go, if you come to Volkswagen, the streets of Wolfsburg are filled with just VW cars. Honestly, you just see VW cars because everybody is employed by Volkswagen. And if you work there, you get the cars much cheaper than uh, from the dealership. And uh, the, the factory is really impressive. It's a massive and unique complex that provides a fascinating glimpse into the world of car manufacturing. You can go actually in. It's a museum and you can walk above the workers, above the production lines. And it's really, really impressive. So if you, you, know, should, on, if you should be on your way to Berlin, for example, just uh, make a stop in, in Wolfsburg and, and go to the VW factory. Yeah, actually, I, I, you know, if I was in Germany, I'd want to, I'd want to do that. You know, what you just said reminded me of American car towns. You know, the American factory towns. You only saw the car. Bethlehem, of, for example. I know, mean, it's not a, it's a steel town. Well, whatever it was, if it uh, was, uh, you know, if it yeah. was uh, Chevy, you only saw Chevy. Right. Oh, if yeah. it was uh, a Ford town, you only saw Fords. You know? Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Hey, uh, what's you know? Guess what? My favorite history uh, Volkswagen history moment is. Oh boy, here it comes. Uh, it's probably Austin eating sauerkraut with spätzle 
in your first EW? Spatula, spatula snacks? No. It's good food. <laughs> You're asking about my favorite. No, my favorite history moment actually is just Volkswagen. Um, in, 19, in 2015, I think, they were uh, tampering with the software in their oh, diesel yeah, to, to fake their admission. Uh, Big scandal. Their admissions, yeah. Hey, Marcus, what kind of car do you drive? Uh, must I say this? I mean, uh, okay, it's a VW, but it is assembled in the U.S. at the so, VW wait, plant in Chattanooga. So, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. What kind of car do you drive? A Volkswagen. Uh, designed by <laughs> Porsche, endorsed by Hitler. Uh, you know what? Oh, look. Okay, cool. Uh, you said it was made in Chattanooga, Tennessee? Yeah. Yeah, I, that's great. Um, to be fair, I actually do like many Volkswagens. That's good. Um, uh, I think of them as reasonably priced Audis. And uh, my students once, uh, we, we were uh, analyzing some advertising and we were looking at Audi advertisements and and uh, a, lot of, a lot of my students' parents drive Audis and BMWs. And I said, look, you know, because it sounded like I was kind of down on Audi and I really didn't like their advertising. I thought it was very insidious. But, but I said... Uh, I said, you know, you know, look, Audis are good cars. They they make a really they make a really good forty thousand dollars sedan. They're not forty thousand dollars. No, they're not. They're much 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 higher. The prices. Yeah, I said they make a really 60, good forty thousand dollars sedan. And this kid comes up to me and he's like, you know, my dad has an Audi and it was a lot more than forty thousand dollars. And I said, that's my point. You know that that VW ad at the Super Bowl. Nice ad. They, 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 nice a ad. Great Neil Diamond song. It was a nice ad, Austin. Yeah. I, I, it was I very nice. I agree. Very the, emotional. The, the ad was nice, but there are going to be people walking away thinking that Volkswagen started in uh, 1949 when it actually started in the 30s, I think you said. Yeah. And they have to remember Hitler was way behind that project. Yeah, come on. But, uh, uh, well, they're not going to show you the picture of Hitler in the car. They're not going to show you that one. They probably, but Austin, it was a commercial on the Super I Bowl. Know, I know, but on. it was pretending to be history. I got to uh, hate that. Well, anyway, look, okay. I'll tell you, I'll give it credit for the song, Neil Diamond. But uh, it was, it was, which one? I am, I said. You know, it's that song where, you know, he sings, you know, I am, I said, oh, yeah, to yeah. no one there, nice not song. even a chair. It's a golden oldie. <laughs> you know, it's sad when you don't even have a chair. That song kills me. I don't know if they kept that part in the ad, but Volkswagen is an immigrant story and they, they now make them here. Yeah. Is that fair to say? That, that's fair. To, they assemble it here. They should have done. I mean, they produce parts for cars. Every company does that, they, by the way. All the Americans' company does that as well. They produce parts all around the world. A car is not a typical American car right, anymore, right. a typical Japanese car. That's bullshit. If somebody will tell I you, know. oh, we're producing American cars, oh, we're producing German cars, that's bullshit. I know. And, and I guess the investors are kind of all over the place and the executives, but uh, yeah. All right. So, you know what? Let's go back to that ad for a second. Yeah. Please. That song. Okay. I think there was a different Neil Diamond song they could have used. Which one? I, I think they thought about using it. I think they thought about using America. America? America. America. Great Neil Diamond song. I don't know that song. It's about immigrants. Oh. And, you know, it goes like this. You know, it's on the boats and on the planes. They're coming to America. Bum, bum, bum. You know, it's the perfect song for a cultural import like Volkswagen. Uh-huh. It's a better Don't song. It? Yeah, it's a better yeah, song for yeah. an imported car. Yeah. But right now, I think few country, few corporations, I think yeah. few companies want to have anything to do with immigrants. But BMW, they should make that ad. 
about how some Volkswagens are made in the U.S. Not not some, a lot. Well, yeah, the Passats and the Atlas. Is the Atlas the uh, the wagon? The, yeah, the the, 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 the Atlas. Hang on, hang on, hang on. The, the Atlas is only produced in the U.S. They start. They made it for the because if you would drive, I mean, uh, hopefully nobody in Germany listens to what I'm about to say now. If you would drive an Atlas in Germany. You would be shamed because <laughs> be like, driving that, such that, a big car, that's such not a, a real... gas guessler, <laughs> yeah. this is not tolerated in yeah. my country anymore. So they don't they don't produce that car. Yeah. The biggest SUV that they produce is the the other Volkswagen. What's its name? The, uh, I don't the, 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 uh, the, 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 uh, the Touareg. The Touareg. Yeah. yeah, that's the biggest one. Uh, the the Atlas I, is just it's it just exists the in the American like market. It's, More like a tank. <laughs> it's a good car it's nevertheless it's a good car i'm not saying that i'm driving it but it's a good car all right i get it i get it so that's made in chattanooga yeah you know they they should do that ad it should be an ad about volkswagens being made in chattanooga tennessee and they should use the immigration song and they should um, they should have you know film of uh, tennesseans and immigrants working side by side Nice. Yeah, that's that's what they should go with. That'd nice. Be a good act. Yeah, I mean, you know, hey, Marcus, you want to sing, right? I well, I think we're about done for the day here. You want to sing, but right? I think we should. Go I out. can see it in your face. I you want to sing. I think we should go out with a song. Oh, Austin. Okay. <laughs> all right. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna help me out with this. All right. Uh, Ready? Do I so, have to? Uh, yeah, we're gonna do Neil Diamond. So, oh my God, they got a dream and they've come to share. They're Today. coming to America. To, do I have to say today? <laughs> yeah, today, right? Yeah, I screwed it's, up. I screwed up. Okay, they can't start over. We're going to start all over again. Don't give up. We're going to start over. Okay. All right, so here we go. They've got a dream. They've come to share. They're coming to America. Dun, dun, dun. They're coming to America. Today. 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 My country tis of thee. Today. Sweet land of today. liberty. Of the I sing. Today. Of the I sing. Today. 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 That was uh, Yanks and Krauts, or what was it? Yanks and Kanks, or Krauts and Kings, or <laughs> That's whatever. Dirty. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, see you uh, next time. Finished. Uh, uh, Finit. Finitio. Ende.